To succeed in small business, you need technology that runs efficiently. When you partner with a Dell Small Business Technology Advisor, you get advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored productivity solutions, including computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage networking, plus industry-leading monitors and accessories. It's how they help your small business make the most of every minute. To speak with an advisor today, call 0800-085-4878. That's 0800-085-4878. Every ultimate experience Ireland has to offer is always within reach with a 182 BMW. The ultimate bowl of chowder, seasoned with Atlantic salt air, the ultimate swim spot, even the ultimate scenic shortcut that happily takes way, way longer. Experience the ultimate with a 24-hour test drive from your local BMW retailer because owning your new BMW is always within reach. Visit BMW182.ie. All over. Contains strong language, strong opinions, and strong beers. It is not meant for children or for those who think they are children. You know who you are. Welcome to episode 57 of Dumb All Over. Recording from the state of many germs, Pennsylvania, this is a progressive podcast with brash opinions on politics, religion, and pop culture, and we are always under the influence of craft beer or, in my case, green tea. On today's episode, we will talk about the Parkland School shooting, uh, the new Russian indictments, guns and pedophiles. We're also going to then talk with Kevin from the Nerdy Things podcast about some nerdy things. As always, I am the sickly slash vomity and sometimes diuretic Tom um, (laughs) sitting at home. In in a dark, secluded room, <laughs> far far away from the germs, <laughs> far far away from everything. Yes, please leave uh, me alone. <laughs> and in his beautiful uh, studio, where everything is probably better than me and warmer for sure, <laughs> is Austin. Hey, what's up, Tom? <laughs> I'm probably dying. Uh well, yeah. I guess I'll have to start searching for that new co-host now. Well, you already got one. His name is Ron. He's ready to go. <laughs> ready to go. We've been grooming him. <laughs> We've been grooming him. No, I'm, I'm pretty sick. Um, so I stayed home, and that's why we're not together today, Austin. Oh, yeah, I'm thankful because I don't feel like being sick anytime soon. So No, and whatever... Stay away. Whatever heathen... <laughs> disease i have <laughs> i i i don't wish upon anybody it's See, definitely this is, this is the punishment you get for working with the public yeah it's better than my it's better than like what you know my original thought was that it's me being an atheist <laughs> no because i am also an atheist and i am and here it, very and, very and, not and sick very not sick enjoying some beer um, since yeah. I am not going to be drinking beer, I'm just going to be drinking water and green tea with honey. So, mm. um, how very Steven of you. Yes, I am going English today. <laughs> Austin, you must be drinking beer though, I would hope. I very much am drinking beer. Well, why don't you and introduce your beer for today? Okay. I am drinking, um, from a little known brewery in Eastern Pennsylvania called Weyerbacher. Oh, I was going to yeah. guess. That's Damn, okay. 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 I am drinking the Sunday Mole Stout. 
Oh, man. Um, now, they've released their Sunday morning stout, but I haven't had a chance to go down there and pick it up. So this is their year-round, not barrel-aged Sunday mole stout. I know. It's kind of yeah. confusing. It, it is. is. Yeah. It's an imperial stout mm-hmm. with um, coffee, cocoa, cinnamon, and peppers. So it has oh, a little bit of peppers. spice on the end. Pe- yeah. Peppers? Peppers? Yeah. What? It's kind of nice, actually. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. That seems so out of place. I know. It's a mole, because moles are supposed to be like have a little kick at the end. Okay. Um, it is 11.3%. Oh, my God. So I'm starting out strong, and I have yeah. a four-pack. <laughs> so. Oh, is, is that going to be your uh, beer choice then today? I have one more that I'm going to have, and, okay. um, but, and then I'm going to go back. <laughs> okay. All, All right. right. Well, l- lucky we'll, you, Austin. We'll do I a fake cheers, I guess. Um. Yeah. You ready? I was yeah. Ready? Three, three, two, one. Clink. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. There's my bottle of water. There you go. Oh, this water is so crisp and clean. Oh, so my delicious. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just going to hang out here for a little while and bask in the glory of the coffee okay, and the cinnamon and a little bit of spice at the end. That that pepper's still weird to me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, I, I want to try one. You'll have to try. I'll, I'll save one for you when okay. for next week. Please do. Please do. I want to oh, try it. It's so chocolatey and good. <laughs> oh, my God. Chocolatey and peppery? Yeah. What are you talking about? It is. I don't know how to, else to explain it. It's just it, no. it's, it's those things. All right. Well, I guess I'll try it next week and yeah. find out for sure. That's just fucking. And weird. I'll try to I'll try to get a Sunday morning stout, and we're gonna have both yes. of them. Yeah. Please, please, please. Um. All right. What do you say? You ready to do this? I'm ready. Yes. Are you sure? Because it's a lot of bad news today. <laughs> I'm aware, but I okay. think we should uh, get to it. Okay, well, we're gonna uh, we're, we're not gonna start the Trump report just yet um, because this is its own thing that unfortunately we've had to say far too many times in just this one calendar year. And since we've been doing the show, it seems like every two or three weeks there's probably uh, something like this going on. Yep. But um, on geez, what 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 was it? Monday, Wednesday, when it was oh, Valentine's sorry. Day. It was Valentine's, that's right. On Wednesday in Florida, in a high school in Florida known as Parkland High School, um, a white supremacist, not a foreign terrorist, not a uh, member of the Islamic community, not uh, a black person, a Spanish person, no, no. Yeah, a not a white, Mexican. <laughs> nope, not a Mexican. A um, An American, who might I add, on his Instagram page, has him wearing a Make America Great Again hat and posting pictures of dead animals, went into his high school and fatally killed 17 people. Yeah. Most of them were teenagers. There were some adults. Actually, one of the adults was actually a graduate of the high school that we went to. No, that's horrifying. Which is really strange because, like, out of all the places, you know, you just wouldn't, you would never assume that, but... Um, also, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a big YouTuber. I like, I watch YouTube a lot as you guys, as you know, and the listeners know. Yep. And one of my favorite YouTubers is, uh, his name is Dashy. Well, his name is Charlie, but his, his tag is Dashy. His niece actually goes to that school too. So it's a very strange, very strange situation where a lot, I see a lot of people that know people that went to this school. Yeah, that's weird. But, um, yeah, but, uh, 17 people were, were killed. Um, the killer's name was Nicholas Cruz. Um, as far 17? as we know, no relation to Ted. No, but would it surprise us? Probably not. Well, he's <laughs> the Zodiac not. killer. 
He is a Zodiac killer. And he's a sentient uh, melted candle axe. <laughs> well, that, that is true, too. Nicholas Cruz, a 17-year-old, I think. I want to say he's 17. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. There's a lot of 17s involved. I know, I know. He was 18. Was he 17 or 18? Old. I don't know. I don't know. It's not, it doesn't list. There's a lot of 17s, though. 17 people. Yeah, he's also yeah. facing 17 counts of premeditated murder. Um, but he was caught, and he pled guilty, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Wouldn't shock me. Yeah, again, I don't want to dwell on this too long, but the fact is that all these countries in Europe, all these uh, first world countries, that we're supposed to be a first world country, right, Austin? Well, yeah, but um, I thought lately it seems like we've been much more of a shithole country. Seems like that, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, all these other countries that claim to be first world countries don't have this problem. They don't I know, have this it's problem. Weird. They don't have a lot of problems we do. Yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah. Uh, this marks the 18th school shooting of 2018. Mm. And we're not even through February yet. Yeah. It's almost like we have a problem here. <laughs> you, would, you, would, yeah. you would think so. Um, I but saw Tom, an article. We, we shouldn't do anything about it. No. I mean, Australia had a mass shooting in 1994. They passed a very strict gun law. And, you know, they haven't had a mass shooting since 1994. But it doesn't yeah, work. But, Tom, there's no proof that that would work. Uh, also, um, Canada hasn't had a, a shooting like that in a school Tom, since there's, 2016. There's no, there's no proof that those two examples and the, all the other ones in Europe are anything like what we could have here. It, because Italy they have sane people living there. That's the 80s. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really, it's quite bizarre. And, and there's more to the story. Um, for example, um, well, let's, let's start with Joe the Plumber. You remember Joe the Plumber? <clears throat> that guy's still alive. He's still alive. He, he and never, he's he not tried, really a plumber. No, he's not. Uh, he tried to and run his name's for not Congress. really Joe, I don't think. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, probably is. Uh, no, it's not. It's it's not. It's Samuel Wurzelbacher. That's, That's his, his name? name? Samuel Wurzelbacher. So, holy fuck. So his name is not Joe. No. And he's not a plumber. It's Samuel Wurzelbacher, better known as Joe the Plumber. He's like Larry and, the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except, isn't his name actually Larry? I don't know. I don't think um, so. But this comes from the HuffingtonPost.com. Samuel Wurzelbacher, better known as Joe the Plumber, insisted the deaths of innocent people don't trump his constitutional rights in an open letter to the families of victims in Friday's shooting rampage near the University of California in Santa Barbara. Wurzelbacher's I love it when my name is invoked for the killing of children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Trump. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rosenbacher's letter was published on Barbed Wire on Monday, days after one shooting victim's father blamed uh, craven, irresponsible politicians and the NRA for his son's death. Wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> it was posted on Barbed Wire? Did he just like write a letter, yeah. like stick it on some barbed wire? <laughs> yeah. Outside his now, house? Now, it is... <laughs> it is... <laughs> barbed Wire. It is good to know that this article is from 2014. Um, okay. It's not from this most recent... Um, but do you think shooting. that guy had a change of heart? No, no. Uh, it, but it's that the reason why I'm reading this article is it's that sentiment that is being spoken on the right side still. With seventeen, oh, yeah. with seventeen people dead, I still see all over the right wing media and uh, right wing Twitter and all that the same kind of thing. And oh, this yeah. comes back from 2014. Nothing has changed. Um, on top of that, Miami, the uh, you know Miami, Florida. Which yeah. is like not too far from where Parkland is. Yeah. Uh, exactly 46.9 miles away. Just saying. Yep. Um, they they hosted 
the Miami gun show literally three days after the Parkland shooting. It's it's amazing. I saw I saw a tweet uh, this morning that was like, I keep hearing that the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And yeah, the tweet great. goes, yeah, but the tweet then says, but to me, that just sounds like a lot like a guy trying to sell two guns. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of does, doesn't yeah, it? That's exactly what it sounds like. I mean, this is fucking insane. This is the insane. T- it is. The t- now, listen, the, the tweet of the week for me comes from a Twitter handle, B Cunningham215. Tw- uh, yeah, sorry, 215. He said, who cares if King Kim Jong Un gets a nuke? Nukes don't kill people. People kill people. See how fucking stupid that sounds? Hashtag gun control. You know <laughs> it does sound fucking stupid. <laughs> it, it it is, and but that's what people. That's the kind of thing that people are saying. Now yeah. it's it, it's important to note that this guy uh, Nicholas Cruz, the the shooter from Parkland, was reported to yeah. the FBI several times. Yeah. Uh, one by a YouTuber because apparently he watched a YouTuber left a lot of these really weird comments, and the YouTuber did his job and reported him. And nothing happened. And other people in his life had also reported him. And then something uh, about a flu. His mother got the flu. I think she passed away or got really sick. And they they're blaming that for his psychological snap. The fact is, they because it's a white kid from Florida, an American citizen, they can't wrap their minds around this. Well, this it, is, was, it is amazing, like how deep they'll go to find an excuse. Yeah, when they the can't fucking, scapegoat somebody. Exactly, the fucking kid killed seventeen people. I, I listen. Obviously, we need gun control. I we can talk about this. We can make an entire fucking show based on this. I know, but, but it's not going to do anything. It's, it's not because the do people anything. listening already know. It's just exactly. it's frustrating. That's all. Are uh, we? We are not sending our thoughts and prayers to the families. We are just going to try to do whatever we can to fix this fucking problem. To yeah. maybe give you some sort of justice. Uh, we'll do whatever we can. But thoughts and prayers. That doesn't help. Yeah, you can and shove it, them. You can shove your thoughts and prayers. Exactly. Um, I mean, I'll go out there and stand with the fucking kids in Washington. Oh, God, yeah. If that's what oh it takes. Oh, God. It's, so, it's still such a sad situation. I have to say, though, I mean, they have been incredible. Those oh, kids. I know. Because you know what? By now, normally, we'd be done talking about it. Yeah, but the kids won't let that happen. No. So And, and they're going directly after Trump, yeah, too. Good for they're them. They're going directly after Trump. These, yeah. l- these young kids are standing up to the media or standing up for, uh, on the media and just saying, no, Trump is wrong. The GOP yeah. is corrupt. And, I love and what are you going to do? What, are you going to yell at kids who have friends yeah, have just yeah. been killed? <laughs> well, apparently Trump did. I know. Of course he did. Apparently Trump got insulted by a teenage boy and he gets insulted and fucking throws a temper tantrum in the White House. That's our president. Look, look, it's ridiculous. <laughs> They're calling me names that I don't even have. He like called me bastard a- and <laughs> other things. And look, I didn't kill those kids. I mean, I made it possible for them to die, but I didn't kill them. <laughs> oh, God. It's so fucking sad. Yeah. It's so sad. But um, now that we mentioned Trump's name enough, let's officially move into the Trump report. Ugh. Have I done a good job? Have I done a good job? Not at all. Probably the least of anybody you've ever met. There's nobody that understands the horror better than me. If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. Yeah. This this is the biggest story for the Trump Report for this week. Uh, This happened earlier in the week. Um, this article is from the New York Times. Ugh. Fake, fake news.com. Fake news. Uh, 
<laughs> it's entitled 13 Russian indict 13 Russians indicted as Mueller reveals effort to aid Trump campaign. Uh-oh. Um the Justice Department charged 13 Russians and three companies on Friday. Um that unveiled a sophisticated network designed to subvert the 2016 election and support the Trump campaign. It stretched from an office in St. Petersburg, which is in Russia, into social feeds of Americans and ultimately reached the streets of the election battleground states. Um, you know what? I think, I think what's most interesting about this is that it seems like their entire purpose was to just create chaos because yeah. they mm-hmm. were funding pro-Trump rallies. Right. And they were funding anti-Trump rallies. They were um, infiltrating Black Lives Matter groups yep. and uh, pro-gun, anti-gun groups. I mean, they were. it seems like they were really trying to stir up the shit as much as they could. Yep. And, and you know what? It, it looks like we're at that point now where we really can't have that argument because now the, even the people on the right are starting to say, well, the Russians did influence this election well yeah, it's, not it's, much- it's it's amazing how the narrative changes it goes from yeah. look they had nothing to do with it and then well even if they did it had nothing to do with trump and then well i mean even if they did it was after the election when they helped him <laughs> <laughs> right right but no matter what they all they all still say the same thing that the russians did interfere with our fucking election yeah and it's what we've been saying from the beginning yeah. now i'm still not 100 percent sold that trump is, f- is solely behind this i'm sure that oh, I doubt he was behind it at all he's a fucking I, idiot yeah I, there might be people in his family let's say that might be yeah but even then I, don't, I think but i don't know yeah, yeah i don't know i don't know either but what's tr- the truth is that the russians definitely wanted donald trump yeah. he was the pro-russian candidate because yeah. it was between him and and hillary and and everybody knows the relationship between hillary clinton and uh, vladimir putin it's a terrible relationship so it, there was only one way to go so whether them, or not trump yeah. had anything to do with it he still benefited bigly yeah. from this um and you could go on. You could go on uh, New York Times and read the entire article. It's a long article. There's a lot that came from this, yeah. but um, the 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 idea is that this is the beginning of the end because 13 Russians are officially uh, indicted for this, and apparently there's a lot more to come. And they haven't even started going after the family yet, Austin. Although I still think I still think everything he's going to find, they're going to be financial crimes. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I yeah. think that it's I'd, it's impossible. See the Again. the alt center who's looking for this like, you know, like secret uh, agreement between Putin and Trump where they worked hand in hand. I don't think they're going to see that. No, I think what I don't they're going to so see is that they that Trump laundered a lot of money for them. Oh God, yeah. And they may have had some leverage against him, but you re- like you don't even really need his participation to help him. No, not not really. Mostly because um, his his followers are so stupid. Yeah, well, they're definitely stupid. That's for nah. sure. Um, but yeah, that, it, listen. If you're, it doesn't matter if you're corrupt or not. If you are an international businessman like Trump is, whether he's, he's a good one, or, well, whether he's a good one or a bad one, he still has businesses in in countries outside the USA. Yeah. From from the people that I've spoken to from just New York City. When to try to get something built in New York City, you have to be corrupt. You have to pay certain people off because you can't, it's almost impossible to build in New York City. Yeah. And the people who are building 
are doing it in a way that most people will just turn a blind eye to because they're still getting it built, but it's not, it's impossible. That same thing is probably going to go on in a country like the Central American countries where he has hotels. Yeah. Those, pla- those places are <laughs> like or considerably in the wild, New wild Jersey. West. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you don't, if you think that uh, he had nothing illegals going on in his Russian hotels and stuff like that, please give me a fucking break. Yeah, give me a fucking break. But um, anyway, so yeah, that listen, was interesting more, news. Yep, more is to come from that for sure. Uh, next story is actually a pretty interesting one, but we're not going to spend too much time. I just wanted to pass by this. Jeff Sessions, who is also becoming known as the Anti Weed Crusader, um, has <laughs> Ready for also madness, rec- y'all. <laughs> yeah has uh, also received big money from big tobacco hey do you think that's a secret service code name reefer madness reefer madness <laughs> yeah. oh man I don't, I don't know probably probably not but that would be great if it was <laughs> rms in the hall <laughs> um over his career as the article goes on to say he's uh he's received several million dollars from big tobacco Jeff yeah Sessions. that doesn't shock me and as he's getting this money, he's constantly fighting anti-weed. It wouldn't shock me if he got a lot of money from um, alcohol either, the other anti-weed lobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that it wouldn't surprise me either. I can't, I can't say that he has or hasn't, but um, I will say this. It seems like he's in with the big tobacco, which- it, Oh, if, yeah. If he, oh, big if time. He Bigly. Is, <laughs> If he is, it explains a lot yep. of why he's so anti-drugs. Yep. I mean, let's just let's just end it like this, Austin. Smoking weed is less harmful than smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yes, and smoking cigarettes and weed and drinking is all less harmful than being Jeff Sessions. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> so there's Jeff Sessions. Anything to add to that? Nope. Yeah, he's a scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's do two more quick ones, and then we got a, uh, another story that you're going to actually present. Yes, going to mosey on. Let, let's do this one next. Okay. Gibson Guitar Company. This one is actually directed more toward you. Nah. Uh, maker of the less- <laughs> As somebody of the who f- currently doesn't own any Gibson guitars. You don't have any? No. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. you had. I um, had an Epiphone years ago. You did, right? That I got oh, rid okay. of, yeah. But a uh, famous uh, maker of the Les Paul guitar is facing bankruptcy. After 116 years in business. Yep. This this comes from ACG.com. From Nashville, Tennessee, Gibson Guitar Company, which has been a staple brand amongst various musical instruments since 1902, is facing bankruptcy. According to the Nashville Post, Gibson's chief financial officer, Bill Lawrence, left after six months on the job and just asked uh, $375 million in senior secured notes mature and uh, $145, or $145 million in bank loans become due if they aren't refinanced by, in, uh, by July. The Department of Lawrence has been or was seen as a bad sign for a company trying to reorganize. So this guy pretty much leaves right as the company's about to hit fucking shit the bed. <laughs> it's like <laughs> like like Pete right. Carroll out of USC. <laughs> Got to get the fuck out of here before the sanctions come down. Yeah, or Louisville. Louisville yeah. is in a lot of trouble yeah. right now. Um, so what do you think about this as as a guitarist? What do you think about uh, Les Paul going bankrupt? Um, I mean, I, it's sad. It sounds like uh, that the I know there's an overall trend of declining guitar sales, but um, it doesn't sound like it was really the cause of what happened there. From what I understand, it was a lot of really bad bookkeeping and uh, investments. Yeah, 
uh, it's still said that the company itself made over a billion dollars in revenue. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's so that a lot means of money. <laughs> they have a lot of debt out there for some reason, which a lot. And yeah. like, and Fender is going strong, so it's not is like it? yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, Fender they're slightly declining guitar sales, but they've picked it up in other places. They sell um, PA systems and other uh-huh. stuff, recording stuff now. So, what's um, what's your favorite guitar, Austin? Oh, my favorite. That's a good question. I I think at the moment my favorite guitar is um, just a Fender. 70s telly telecaster Ooh, ooh okay. yeah i love that okay. guitar okay little uh little little david gilmore inspiration i'm assuming well he yeah uh, he had a stratocaster though oh not okay yeah. see I, I i knew that i was <laughs> just seeing if you knew that That's <laughs> I, the thing. I do i do know that <laughs> that's good i, I i'm playing a, a fender squire recently it's my okay. very first guitar it's yeah. like the the walmart guitar yeah yeah <laughs> but i still like it i like um, i like strats but tellies have a certain sound that mm-hmm. um i don't know really goes well with the stuff i've been writing is that what you used in um the guitar solos for uh your album the path ahead mm, almost the- all of them i think there's one i used my john patricia music man but all the others yeah are the telecaster okay. Okay, okay. Very good. Very good. Um, Austin, I got one more story before your your story comes okay. in. Okay. You sure? I'm ready, yeah. Okay. Catholic Archbishop. Oh, wait. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> says pedophilia is... Oh, don't fill, say it. F- Fill in the blank. What would you, what would you say? Uh, terrible. Okay, wrong. Spiritual <laughs> encounter with God. Oh, no! <laughs> that can't be it! <laughs> no, this is the worst Mad Libs ever. <laughs> One of the highest-ranking officials in the Catholic Church says uh, sexually abused children can experience a spiritual encounter with God no. through the priest nope. while being molested. Mm-hmm. No fucking way. <laughs> nope. Australia's most powerful clergy, not clergy, because that would be stupid, <laughs> Archbishop of Melbourne, Dennis Hart, the famous Dennis Hart, says the Catholic practice of confession is satisfactory for dealing with pedophilia in the church as it helps priests absolve their own guilt after sexually abusing children. Confession. Confession is (laughs) sufficient punishment. Yeah. yeah, No, they can't can't be serious. (laughs) Yeah, it absolves their own guilt. Oh, my God. God. I'm going to strangle somebody. I swear to God. Asked whether he was prepared to be jailed for failing to report child sex abuse by Catholic pedophile priests, Archbishop Hart confirmed he was willing to serve prison time. He also claimed the right to cover for pedophilias in a church uh, is an absolutely sacrosanct communication of a higher order. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck is going on over there in Australia? I don't know. They're a fairly atheist country, but the ones that are not are like fucking the worst people ever. <laughs> like, look, what is look that? Australia. I've seen our statistics. I know you're like the third country, most country to listen to us. So, or yes. The- By the way, thank you, yeah. Australia. <laughs> yeah, you're probably you're probably the you're you're likely the good people there. Yeah. So so go and tell the pedophile priest to knock it the fuck off. Yeah, what what is that? I don't know. What the fuck is going on? What are you talking about? (laughs) It is not a spiritual encounter with God. (laughs) No, it's rape of a child. Oh, and in related news, and I could read this article, but you yell at me not to. The judge cuts a oh, judge I in said California. Not to read that article. Cuts I, a pedophile's prison sentence, claiming the three-year-old child asked to be raped. I swear to God, I'm going to jump through this computer and strangle you. For- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to read that article. It's fucked. Uh. 
Austin and I read this beforehand. The guy was supposed to go to jail for 25 years to life, and now is just getting 10 years because the judge said uh, is agreeing that the person the person's claim that the child asked to be raped is legit. Oh my he, god! She she was three years old. Oh my god! So that's uh, that's uh, I can't I can't even news. with the story. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. It is. It's I just don't. I up. just don't understand. I don't understand why this. They keep defending pedophilia, and like all of society's like, eh. <laughs> I I couldn't tell you. What, I couldn't tell what you. What is happening? And the worst part is these stories don't get the main attention they sh- they should be getting. No, because right? we have the madman in office playing nuclear chicken with North Korea and watching smiling as children get shot in Florida. I guess we're all a little distracted. Um, now let's move on to the final story. Um, this is my time to stop talking and uh, let Austin uh, do his thing. Yeah. So. Um I think we're changing up the format a little and we're going to try to do this where we take like an interesting subject or story and kind of take a deeper dive into it. Yeah, I mean, people have always uh, criticized us of being experimental since we were children, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're, we're experimenting with a new platform here. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the big topic this week, and I think that might be what we call this segment, the big topic... The big topic, all right. Because main topic what? is taken, and like mm-hmm. the, you know, the all the other good names are taken. <laughs> so, okay, so the, big right, the, ba- the, the big topic it is. <laughs> so the big topic for this week is modern monetary theory. Okay? And I have no fucking clue what that is. <laughs> he said shocking no one. <laughs> shocking no one. Austin, you tried to explain this to me like last week, and I just looked at you like, yeah. I know. I know. I know what you're talking about. That was funny. I don't, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So go ahead. So modern monetary theory, a thing that sounds like the one class you can't remember from your freshman year at college. No, because I would never <laughs> sign up for that. Or, or the working title of the next Rush album. Um, that is so true. <laughs> that could totally be a Rush album. <laughs> um, yes. is, is also called neo-chartalism. Which neo-chartalism? Is, yeah, which is unlike um, trickle-down, which is called neo-chartalism. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. It is a macroeconomic theory that describes and analyzes modern economics in which national currency is fiat money, or paper money, as we like to think of it, established and created by the government. Uh, the important insight of MMT is that monetarily sovereign government is the monopoly supplier of its currency. So that means that we supply our own currency. And we can issue currency of any denomination, physical or non-physical forms. So because of that, the government has unlimited capacity to pay for the things it wishes to purchase and to fulfill promised future payments and has an unlimited ability to provide the funds to the other sectors. Thus, insolvency and bankruptcy of this government is not possible. It can always pay. Which, Isn't Wikipedia amazing? Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> which is well, actually this is it, it's from um, Modern Monetary Theory One Hundred and One, which is a blog that the MMT economists do. Got you. In sovereign financial systems, banks can create money, um, but these horizontal transactions do not increase net financial assets or as assets offset by liabilities. So, horizontal transactions are kind of like. What happens in between the public and the private sector? The balance sheet of the government does not include any domestic monetary instrument on its asset side. It owns no money. 
All monetary instruments issued by the government are on its liability side and are created and destroyed with spending and taxing bond offerings, uh, respectively. So that just means that, like, the government itself is the one who issues the currency. But um, doesn't that happen now? <clears throat> yes, yes. But what it, what it's saying is that because the government issues the currency, it cannot... Um, go bankrupt on IOUs from itself. Okay. So that means, basically what this all boils down to is uh -huh. that the idea that we can't afford certain things is bullshit because it's all a fact of uh, whether there's political will to do this or not. Okay, I got you. Okay? So when they say that, you know, we have the deficit is too large or that the country is going to go bankrupt, a country which... Has the controlling interest in the world's financial market and issues the currency by which the world's currency is measured cannot go bankrupt. Okay. And that when you spend during the deficit, that means that the private sector is receiving that money. And that if the government actually has a surplus, that means that that money is coming from the private sector and the government is basically kind of hoarding it's like it's the way it works is that it doesn't the whole thing is pointing out that it's not equivalent to your personal finances i think is the main point okay i think i'm starting to understand that now okay yeah. okay so so in addition to deficit spending valuation effects as in uh growth and stock price can increase net financial assets in mmt vertical money enter circulation through government spending. Taxation and its legal tender enable power to discharge debt and establish the fiat money as currency, giving it value by creating demand for it in the form of a private tax obligation that must be met. So basically, taxes are what give our money value. Okay. In addition, fines, fees, and licenses create demand for the currency. This currency can be a uh, currency issued by a government or a foreign currency such as the euro. An ongoing tax ob obligation in concert with private confidence and acceptance of the currency maintains its value. Because the government can issue its own currency at will, MMT maintains that the level of taxation relative to government spending, or the government's deficit spending or budget surplus, is in reality a policy tool that regulates inflation and unemployment and not a means of funding the government's activities by itself. My brain hurts. Like, <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is, this is, uh, okay. But, yeah. but what, the, what they're saying is that, uh -huh. is that all this, the deficit spending and the surplus, it's all about, it's really just a tool that regulates inflation so that right. the, the currency doesn't become worthless. And it, re and it regulates inflation and unemployment. But in and of itself, it's not a means to fund the programs. So when they say there's not enough money to fund the programs, that's bullshit. I got you. I got you. Okay. So that, and, and as a result, that money is most likely going elsewhere to like the top of the people, I'm guessing. The, Right? Is that that kind of what you're alluding to? Well, basically, I mean, if you look at the way economics breaks down, the amount of money we have right now, yes, is all going to the top. Yeah. And and but what it's really saying is that even if you didn't raise taxes, you could still fund the programs that we want because a country that issues the defining world currency cannot go bankrupt. Okay, so why is this just a theory? 
Like, why, why can't this actually be reality? Well, <laughs> because it would cost a lot of people a lot of money. At the top, who's That's why. Uh, at the top? So yeah. it's still it's still a situation of the top is still controlling something like this. Yes, that could, because that, it would so, it would cost the banks money. It would cost the private insurance industry money. It would cost Wall Street money because you wouldn't need them for things right. as often. You wouldn't need them so much for loans or so much for you know stuff for your health care. You wouldn't need these people on top who are making money off of the current system that already exists. Do you know anybody, um, uh, like any politicians that back this to the point where they pre- they like presented this or no? Well, um, Stephanie Kelton, who is an economic uh, professor, was an economic advisor to Bernie Sanders during his campaign, and oh, she is one okay. of the uh, proponents of MMT. She's one of the like twelve who work in the office that generated the. Modern monetary theory. Okay, all right. So, um, I mean, that makes sense that it would be uh, coming from the Bernie camp at least, because this does sound like something that will benefit everybody except except the people at the very very top. But fuck yeah. them anyway, because fuck them. So basically, already- it's all summed up by this last paragraph from um, the Modern Monetary Theory One Hundred and One. So, in this theory, sovereign government is not financially constrained in its ability to spend. It is argued that the government can afford to buy anything that is for sale and currency that it issues, even though there may be political constraints like debt ceiling laws. The only constraint is that excessive spending by any one sector of the economy has the potential to cause inflationary uh, pressures. So that's all you have to watch out for, is that if you did it all at once, it could cause inflationary pressures. But we saw okay. during the Great Recession that it actually caused deflationary pressures, and that oh, really? interest rates went down. Yeah, that's pretty. Fu- that's pretty fucking interesting, actually. I, I mean, yeah, you, you you brought it up to me a couple weeks ago, and I didn't really do any research until like a couple days ago because that's how I work. But um, <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely complicated if you don't have any kind of economic background. I'm just gonna say, yeah. The, uh, oh no, it's if complicated. You, if, if you don't even understand the basic uh, means of which our, our money is created and d- distributed now, this might not make much sense. <laughs> and that's w- kind of where I'm falling into now. Um, but it does make sense that the government can afford yeah. pretty much anything, anything that they want. And basically, uh, some of the MMT economists talk about basically a different type of New Deal. So they advocate a government-funded jobs guarantee program to eliminate involuntary unemployment. And they argue that this could be consistent with price stability as it targets unemployment directly rather than attempting to increase private sector job creation indirectly through a much larger economic stimulus and maintains a buffer stock of labor that can be switched to the private sector when jobs become available. Okay. And it could also be considered a powerful automatic stabilizer to the economy um, expanding when private sector activity cools down and shrinking when private sector activity heats up. So it's kind of like a way to keep all the equilibrium and still have people working and not, you know, destitute like they were in 2008. So I, I think I know the answer to this, but um, where do you stand on this? Do you are, are you a supporter of this or do you think it has I, some merit or not really? I think it has a lot of really interesting ideas. I... Um, I would say that I'd be willing to give a lot of it a try, and it seems to me like the worst that could happen is that, you know, 
people get a lot of services and that the value of the money goes down a little bit. Okay. Um, I know some people, I know Paul Krugman thinks that it's a little too ambitious, but I feel like you, at least if you advocate it, you bring the Overton window back to the left a little bit. Well, it's, it's, there's definitely a possibility that it's a, a little, a little much if you implement all of this immediately. Well, that's the one thing, like if you watch, um, interviews with uh, Bernie's economic advisor. She says that if you did all of this at once without raising taxes on the wealthy or without, you know, adding a little bit more of a revenue stream from the already circulating money, that it would cause mass inflation or theoretically it could, I guess is what she said. Like they're not okay. even sure if it would, but it, they could have inflationary pressure and that you either have to do a piecemeal, you know, a little bit at a time or you'd have to change the way taxes are, which was Bernie's plan. Right, 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 right. Which I think I could personally, uh, not knowing 100% exactly the full meaning of this, I still can see the, uh, changing the tax brackets as an easier solution immediately. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see some of the things at least implemented. But it seems like you could do both. Like you could raise taxes on the 1%. But that might not cover everything, and then whatever is left, you use the currency to finish off the budget. So okay. that would control the inflation because of the raise tax on them, but not, you know, throw everything out of whack. Right. Well, Austin, that's a, a very interesting topic. Thank you for uh, doing some research yeah. on that and bringing that up to us. Yep. Um, yeah. It, um, also, let us know if you like this kind of thing, too. Uh, give us some feedback because uh, I'm sure we can find a lot more topics like this that are relevant to modern day, uh, I guess, society or government or politics or anything. But at the same time, something that uh, not everybody's definitely, I guarantee not everybody's heard of that. No, so, yeah, I don't uh, think so. Give us some feedback if you like that, um, and then we'll keep doing that. So um, with that, let's take a break. Um, we'll regather our thoughts. Uh, I'll probably go throw up one more time. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we come back, we have uh, Sir Kevin from the Nerdy Things podcast, who is also our Not Politics correspondent, and he has his um, Not Politics update for us. All right. Sounds good. All righty. We'll be back. Okay, welcome back to um, the Dow cast, you know, like like the Gam cast. <laughs> Don't say it like that. People are going to think it's Peter Dow. <laughs> <laughs> the Dow cast. Oh, no. He's just um, called the Dow of politics. The Dow of politics. Yeah, yeah sure. it's really stupid. Um, Austin, we have a special guest. We'll introduce that special guest. Um, he comes on every single month to tell us about the pop culture of the world, probably stuff that we're not paying attention to. Uh, he is one of the hosts of the Nerdy Thing podcast. His name is Kevin. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. Of course. Thank you for joining us for your monthly segment. Um, before we start, and you're probably at work, so you're probably not going to be drinking, right? Nope. Sadly. Yeah. I, I got a Coke. Yeah. Well, I'm still like a couple minutes from death here so i won't be drinking either but austin will be oh, drinking for the three of us i am so drinking for the three of you <laughs> uh, right. uh, austin, uh, austin what are you drinking okay so i have an atwater brewery 
Um, decadent dark chocolate ale. Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> so it is a malt beverage brewed with dark chocolate. Now, the ABV is a little low. After the 11.3% uh, Sunday Mole Stout, I had to back mm. off a little bit. So this is a 5%er. Ooh. But um, it looks really good. And it's funny because it's a dark chocolate ale, but it pours like a porter. That's so, weird. Yeah. That is weird. So, uh, um, let's I do have the green fake tea. cheers. Oh, we're right. Yeah, you ha- have to. Yeah, nobody cares, I, Tom. <laughs> I have green tea. So, ready? Three, two, one, cling. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Austin, tell us what that beer tastes like. We're, oh, we're my God. This. It is like it is like chocolate heaven. You know, it reminds me a lot of that double chocolate meltdown that we had not that long ago. Okay. But it's yeah, even like, it's not, it has none of the bitterness that that had because it's an ale. It, oh, it's so good. Okay, well, you know, Austin's having great, great times. Um, <laughs> I'm having quite the great time. We well, have to do this more often. Fucking you. Yeah, yeah, we got to do this more <laughs> Fucking asshole. Um, but it's not about you and it's not about me. This segment is about our guest, Kevin. Kevin, uh, are you ready to uh, tell us what has been going on in the world of pop culture? I'm going to give it a shot. I've got a couple of high points that I think are spectacular that I think you will probably have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, probably (laughs) is uh, a good bet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let me, can I start off the pop culture segment? I have, uh, it's uh, Sydney Poitier's um, 91st birthday today. Happy birthday, Sydney. Fantastic. On the recording day. So Tuesday for all the people listening. Ah, yeah, but they should know by now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they should know they, by now. If they can't figure it out, that's that's their issue. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Fake fans. Um, yeah, so 91, one of the best actors of all time, so happy birthday. All right, Kevin, lead us off. Wait, hold on. I have a, I have a question, Kevin. I don't Go know ahead. if you get this, yeah. too, but I swear to God, some people think that like they're listening to a live show when they listen to podcasts, because they'll tweet at us yeah. things. That it's like, oh, I know. <laughs> I, I know. get it too. Yeah, I have. I have a super fan. I, I love him to death. His name is William. He's out in California. I literally just got an email from him that contains <laughs> random thoughts that he has had over the last five episodes he has listened to. <laughs> And and some lines in this email, it's just like, no, Tim, you're wrong. Apple is evil. And then he's like, I don't even know what that reference is. I forget, but I wrote it down there, and I couldn't leave it. And then he'll go on. He'll be like, in episode 51, you said this. Here's the the real answer. Here's why you're wrong. And here... I love him. He's great. (laughs) That is is awesome. It's also... It's got to be a little bit surreal for you, too, right? A little bit. Yeah, exactly. You know, we have... Like... We don't have a huge listener base, but the listener base we have is so vocal that mm-hmm. it's phenomenal. That's you awesome. Know, we, I love hearing from Tim from Australia. I love hearing from Courtney from out Midwest. Like, it's just, it's wonderful to to hear that people are responding when I put my words out in the universe and they don't immediately hate me. It's just stupefying. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I'd, I'd like to say it's kind of the same with our fan base as well. Like, we don't have, like, the world's, like, biggest listening uh, base, but the fans that do listen, like, listen to our show every week and comment oh, yeah. on it. Like, that, that's what Austin was referring to. Like, we get some comments sometimes. It's like, well, you know, we recorded that a week ago, right? Yeah, no. They'll, they'll reference specific things. I'm like, I don't even remember saying that. <laughs> yep. I don't remember nope. half the shit that we talk about, honestly. <laughs> Is nope. So much so much happens every single week. I'm like, oh, yeah, we did talk about that. And then 
me, me and Austin routinely look for a religious segment, and we look for a video for that religious segment, and we never remember if we watched it already or not. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. Yep. It Every week it happens all the time. I have to uh, keep a running list of everything I've talked about on the podcast, just on the off chance that I will talk about it again. You know, that's um, a great idea. If I was more organized, I'd do that. Yeah. You know, seriously. Uh, so but actually, I, quickly, you ahead. had talked about birthdays. I just want to mention today is also Kurt Cobain's birthday and Charles oh, Barkley's birthday. Oh, well, cool. I care definitely about Kurt Cobain's. <laughs> right. Uh, happy, happy birthday, Kurt. You know, uh, I'm sorry you were murdered. But um, <laughs> he was murdered by himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, S- uh, not, self-murder. Yeah, I'm not S- sure about S- that. Murder. I'm not we'll sure do, about that. We'll have that. to invent okay, a word Tom. for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I bet you he didn't oh. love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> I went there. Okay. I went there. Thank you. All right, fine. Today on happy Conspiracy b- Theory Hour. <laughs> fine. Oh happy God. birthday, Charles Barkley. Who gives a <laughs> shit? All right. Um, <laughs> That's terrible, Tom. <laughs> okay. Please. Please. Let's not. All right, Kevin. <laughs> what do you got for us this week? If you could travel back in time, would you save Kurt Cobain from whoever may have killed him? Yes. So there is a movie that was recently announced called Kung Fury. That is a sequel. I think they're calling it Kung Fury 2. That's a sequel to a short movie that was made, uh, was it two years ago? Uh, yeah, 19, uh, 2015, so three years ago at this point, uh, about a toughest martial artist cop in Miami who goes back in time to kill Hitler. Uh, this was a spectacular homage to the 80s. It had the worst special effects. <laughs> it had a guy kicking cars and riding dinosaurs and what oh my god it's on youtube it's on (laughs) netflix you need to watch this it's a half hour you said it's about killing movie ever you you said it's about killing hitler yep (laughs) the last thing i expect you to say was riding dinosaurs (laughs) oh (laughs) my god this is like there's Vikings in it. This is a, a shit show of a movie. It's only a half hour. You need What's to it watch called? this. Come furiously. What is it called? Kung, <laughs> Kung Fury. Yes. That's, that's the name of Tom. That's a different version. Different <laughs> version. Kung Fury one or two. Which one were you talking Kung, about? You're looking for one. It's 31 minutes long. I I think you can still find it on Netflix. I I I just found it. I just found it. I'm saving this shit. This is oh, yeah. beautiful. I need to watch this. And my, in the my, sequel that they just announced, Michael Fassbender will be playing the main character. No. <laughs> and they've, they've Yep. And they've cast Arnold Schwarzenegger and David Hasselhoff to also be in this movie. Get the fuck out of wait, here. Wait, what wait. is this? Is Arnold Schwarzenegger going to be Hitler? <laughs> I, oh, my God. So I think that what we're going to find is that this is going to be a sequel to the first movie where you don't have to see the first movie. And I think this one is going to come out in theaters. Okay. Because this is such a huge cult following that I'm pretty sure that they're just going to be like, here you go. We got Michael Fassbender. We got Arnold Schwarzenegger for some reason. Come and watch this. Oh, yeah, we have David Hasselhoff, too. <laughs> first of all, if I can say... There's a panel. I, I, I see a video for a panel uh, for Kung Fury, and the panel involves a, a person wearing like a Viking costume next to a yep. person with red and black hair. Like, yep. w- what? <laughs> this movie, if you could distill the 80s down into a half hour, it is this movie. So, yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to see this. I know it sounds know. really bizarre, but I, I might yeah. make my next affirmative assessment on this. Now I'm very interested, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the 80s are back. Everything is like a 30-some-odd-year cycle, which is why we're also getting a sequel to Karate Kid. (laughs) And a new version of trickle-down economics. I was going to say that! Oh, God. (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) Yeah. We are getting a Ralph Macchio, Mm -hmm. uh, Billy Zabka series sequel to the original Karate Kid. Ralph Macchio is alive? Ralph Macchio is alive. I yeah, have, no, I, he was in I the second movie. In, in, okay, no one saw that, so that's okay. <laughs> I know. That's why I was the one person to watch it, so I could report on it to the people. <laughs> oh, that's that's weird. Okay, okay. Yeah, this is yeah. this is coming to YouTube Red, which is YouTube's pay service. Is it going to be called Karate Man? Because it's he's not ca- a kid anymore. No, it's called Cobra Kai. It's actually about like what happened to the Cobra Kai dojo after the uh, the villain from Karate Kid played by uh, Ralph Macchio, destroyed their hopes and dreams and left them without a sensei that could be competent. So this is the the Billy Zabka's rise to, to overcome the evil Ralph Macchio and put his life back on track. So can I say that I've never seen Karate Kid? So, uh-huh. I, don't, so, so I don't exactly know so what you're So my sarcasm is lost on you, but that's okay. Yeah. Austin, I heard Austin's reaction, which is why I'm like, oh, I think I missed something. <laughs> I think I missed something. Uh, I only know Ralph Macchio from my cousin Vinny, which I've seen several times. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so this movie is about <laughs> uh, these two youths who come come at, uh, at uh, heads again. They, they butt heads again because... Uh, basically Johnny the bad guy from the first movie is reopening his dojo but just trying to get his life on track and Ralph Macchio's uh, character um, I forget what his name was uh, just kind of they, they start fighting again it actually looks pretty cool they've, they've shown some footage from it and uh, it, it could be interesting it's, it's not the reason I'm going to get YouTube red but at the very hmm. least it's something that I'll, I'll be aware of okay that's uh, that's actually really interesting as well I Probably should see Karate Kid first. Yes, I you should absolutely. Yes, see Karate Kid. Cobra you should Kid. have seen that by now. Isn't that the wax Holy on, crap. wax off guy? Or no? Yes, yes. Okay. Don't whack off while you watch it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that a thing I missed too? Because I don't know. Oh God. Okay. Don't worry about it, Tom. Okay. Let's move yeah. ahead. <laughs> What's next? Uh, well, there's. I mentioned YouTube Red. There's too many streaming services. We're reaching peak streaming service already. You know, but I saw Fox News is getting a streaming service. Oh, I my God. I, I totally don't care. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> we um, don't either, but it's... No, it's, no, it's I know. Frightening. Frightening. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it really breaks my heart to see all this, like, fracturing going on of all of these different things and all of the money that they're asking you to pay again because people are cutting the cord to save money. And if you're only getting one or two, I get it, but they're putting so much stuff behind a paywall. However, having said that, after getting a couple of the details of the Disney streaming service that's coming out, I'm kind of on board. Like, Okay. Really? Yeah. So they, their plan is to have uh, a streaming service up and running. I think they're aiming for this year. But they're going to have five original movies and five original series when they start. One of those series is going to be a live-action Star Wars series. One of them is going to be a live-action Marvel series. And then they're going to have an animated uh, Monsters, Inc., and then a couple of other like younger things, an, like the High School Musical and things like that. So they really an just animated? rolled out their list of like the top-earning franchises they yeah. have. Like, <laughs> like, what let's do make we those own? 
Wait, an an animated Monsters Inc. I don't get that because isn't um, isn't Monsters Inc. an animated movie? It is, but they'll have a, a weekly series of it. Oh, oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> so like a TV show. Yeah, that's how TV okay. works, Tom. <laughs> Tom's just disappointed. It's not a live action Monsters Inc. It's it's. I was like kind of hoping that. I was kind of hoping video. that. I was too, really. Uh, when I read it, I was like, "Wait, I got to reread that." Not live action. Damn like, it. Yeah, like people dressing up as the monsters. Like, that would right? be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that. Maybe, probably not. Actually, um, okay. Um, so, like, what you said, the Disney streaming service is going to be coming out this year. Is that what you were saying before? I, I think they're aiming for this year. I think they're aiming for later this year. Okay. Um, but yeah, it is. It is something they're working on multiple Star Wars series. It's just that they plan on having one ready to go when they they hit. Actually, it looks like they're aiming for early 2019 with it. Now, okay. Finding Nemo is uh, Disney, right? Uh, Finding Nemo is Disney Pixar. Yes. What is? What do you mean? Is that yeah, that's different? They are. Well, it's it's a Disney partnership with Pixar. Oh, because I think that might be the only uh, Disney movie I've ever seen. Then. Really? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Are you, are you waiting like, for the Finding Nemo series? Yes, totally. I would watch that uh, because like, I went to the theaters to watch Finding Dory. Oh, my God. Uh, you're lucky I don't live closer because <laughs> I would definitely go Clockwork Orange on you and just like make you watch all of this. <laughs> well, I don't I don't want to watch Cinderella or the, the, the. Oh, yes. No, no. The, the, the Finding Dory is much more reasonable. It's called. Oh, yeah. please. Oh, my God. Yeah. But this is the thing is you should have started when you were younger. So you could watch like. The rescuers and the rescuers down under, and then okay. just go from all dogs so, go to heaven. I saw that. I saw that because I like dogs. So I, I saw that when I was a kid. I saw 101 Dalmatians <laughs> as a result like as well. Dogs. Right? Yeah, because I like dogs. But um, you like dogs? I, I like yeah, dogs. I, that's probably a reference I don't get. So that, I'm gonna move move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, um, this is more frustrating than our regular segment. <laughs> But uh, oh, Lion King! I totally saw Lion King. You've like seen Lion King. Matata. Yeah, I remember that shit. Are you going to go see the live action Lion King that's coming up? There's a live. You know how many tabs you've made me open since we started talking? This is Fantastic. ridiculous. I'm Lion glad I can do King this to you. Yeah. Live action. Um, Donald let me see. Donald Glover. Uh, Donald it's got Glover. Wow. Donald Glover, who I don't know if you know Donald Glover at all. I do. He, he's I do. a rapper by the name Childish Gambino. He's I did in not community. know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He is not related to Danny Glover. Okay, totally that's different. who I thought we were talking about. That's oh, right. No. I know. That's why <laughs> no, I said you didn't. that. <laughs> yep. I'm so happy you you fucking said that because I actually I know was you. Not like I know oh. you. <laughs> now isn't okay. isn't Donald Glover? Wasn't he in um, Atlanta? He was. He is. Yeah. Okay. He, he is. is. Yeah. He's okay. also in the. He's um, in the upcoming Han Solo movie. He reprises Billy D. Williams's role of. Was Lando he in Spider Man? He was in Spider Man. He played. Uh, the uncle of Miles Morales, you who? see him slightly. He is actually the guy who is the prowler in Spider-Man. Miles, Miles, okay. Morales, yeah. Miles Morales. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. Um, I need a, every time you come on the show, I need a goddamn computer because I don't know you anything have a you're computer. talking about. I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's, I'm using that now. I, I, I still don't know who Miles Morales is, but okay. He's anyway, the one yeah. who takes over for Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Yeah, when Peter Parker goes away, dies, uh, Miles Morales picks it up he's it's phenomenal he's a phenomenal spider-man he's slightly different powers but 
not okay. worth getting into right now. Anyway, they got back the original Mufasa to play Mufasa in the live action Lion King. That is James Earl Jones, the voice of Darth Vader. Oh, that's cool. I did not know. I didn't know he was the original voice of Mufasa. That's interesting. Yeah. How could yeah, you not so know? Be neat. It's James Earl I Jones. Beyonce's in this. Like this is going to be such a great cast. Beyonce in Lion King movie. Yeah. Huh. That's uh, interesting. Um, I probably will see it because I haven't seen Lion King since probably like the early '90s when it came out. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, that should be fun. So early '90s, early '90s. No, uh, that's when you started, you know, actually paying attention to things, right? Do you ever uh, see? I would, I would say so. Yeah. You ever see the Child's Play series of horror movies? Yes. Uh, let's let's not talk about that, please. <clears throat> I with with. Oh, no, no. Let me explain them, because uh, I know you haven't seen them. Uh, I have. There's a little doll. I, His name is Chucky. Yeah, I he's know. He's possessed by a murderer. Yep, yep. I'm 100% He shows up aware. at your house, and he'll yeah, just stab I'm, you. I'm totally, and... yeah. I'm very, okay. I'm very much aware of who Chucky is. Okay. Yeah. He yeah, ruined doing a TV I, I series. No, wow. I can't oh, yeah. fucking wait for that. <laughs> That, no, actually, I can't wait for it. They're, it's the original guys that, that did it. They've oh. got the original director, uh, oh, who is Tom Holland, who did Fright Night. Um, not Tom Holland, the guy that plays Spider-Man. Yeah, we Spider-Man figured that. Contained <laughs> Donald Glover. Yeah, totally different guy. Um, but yeah, they, they've got the original voice of Chucky coming back. Mm. It's, this should be true to form. It's going to be a sequel. It's going to pick up where the movie's left off. Can't fucking wait. I know. Oh my god. I I do not I do not like Chucky. <laughs> I, do, I do not like Chucky and because of Chucky I cannot watch any movies that involve a talking doll. I hate my mom has this fucking porcelain doll from God knows when and every time every time I walked into this guest room and this thing would just stare at me, I'm out. Oh god. Out. One time because the eyes blink but not by themselves like if there's motion it'll actually blink. Yeah, the thing <laughs> blinked at me one time. Oh no. <laughs> that was it. Nope, Chucky ruined my childhood. So I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> I mean, I was fine with it up to that point, but when I woke up and it was standing over me with a bloody knife, that's when I said maybe there's something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Next story, please. <laughs> 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 oh. Have you um have you watched anything with Batman in it, Tom? Do you know who Batman is? Um, he is the guy that was bit by a bat and turned into a bat, <laughs> right? No, actually, that's Man Bat. That's a totally yeah. different character. Yeah, that's Man uh, Bat. That's yeah. Man Bat. Man Bat. Man yeah. Bat. <laughs> Batman fights Man Bat. Man Bat <laughs> is a is a man who was re- mutated into a giant bat. That's totally different. Completely oh. unrelated. Interesting. Um, no, so I haven't seen it. They have cast Joaquin Phoenix to play Ooh. the Joker in a Joker prequel movie that Ooh. is set in the like eighty nine early nineties uh, timeline. I I think that would be a good role for him. I Wait, think he can pull that, that off. Is that Scorsese? That is Scorsese oh, is going to be producing that. I'm so excited that. for that. The director is Todd Phillips, who did The Hangover. Oh, okay. Oh, so well, he's all he's a got a background in like comedy slash movies that reveal things as you go along mm-hmm. so this actually could be good yeah I'm, I'm really on the fence with this like i i wish that they would just either shit or get off the pot and either give me a movie that is completely within the timeline you are setting up in your other movies or just never make two movies that make sense together yeah but they're sort of doing it halfway because we still have the other Joker in the other Batman movies, who's played by 
Uh, oh God, I can't think of his name right now. Opposite Margot Robbie. Um, oh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Yes. So there, he's still going to be making movies as the Joker while they're making this movie. And so I think that's just going to confuse casual fans. Yeah, that's very I think confusing. It's just going to upset real fans. So I, I just wish that they would do one or the other. Well, at least we know we might get three Joker movies that are exactly the same, though. <laughs> if it's yeah, anything right. like The Hangover, <laughs> we'll just be three of them with that'd, the same plot <laughs> in a different location. That'd be really funny. <laughs> I hope they do that. They should actually just dub. They should ju- dub Joaquin Phoenix right into The Hangover movie. Yes. <laughs> that, <laughs> they think how much money they could save. That's like, true. That's Scorsese's big contribution to this. Yeah. That's a really good idea. <laughs> that would that would be actually kind of fun. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, what about the Incredibles, Tom? You ever see the Incredibles? Animated? I did. I did see that one actually. Yeah, that one came out in 2004. That is 14 years old now. Is it really? All right, we don't 14. have to say things like that on the air. Yeah, that's a little oh. upsetting. That's upsetting. I, I didn't. I had no idea that it was that old. Yeah, there's a big blinking neon light right now that says you're old. But they're they're working on a sequel to that that wow. picks up like that's, minutes that's, after the first. That's one cold. Ends. That's cold. <laughs> no, no. I'm the worst. Okay. But yeah, The Incredibles two uh, is another one that looks spectacular. Like it seems like they've captured the 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 feel of the first movie mm-hmm. and sort of updated it with technology a little bit. The animation is is slightly better. They have the voices back that played the original characters. Like This could be such a fun movie that because of the people that have grown up watching it, I'm sure it will appeal to adults, but it's also going to be a kid's movie because there's nothing in my mind better than a children's movie that has jokes in it, clean, but jokes in it that adults appreciate. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Those, are, yeah. those are sometimes the best. Like, even if you look at like television shows from when we were growing up, Nickelodeon television shows specifically, yeah. so, many, so many of those had adult jokes right in there. And you would have never realized it until like, if you watch an episode now, you're like, oh, they said that? <laughs> like, that's, like, that's <laughs> totally not good. It, yeah. You cannot get away with that now, but yeah. Like Ro- Rocco's Modern Life, which was one of my favorite oh cartoons growing up. Oh, my God. I mean, oh God. The, 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 the comic book hero that they watch was really, really big man. <laughs> like <laughs> like that, that that kind of stuff. So that's that's, uh, that's always fun. Oh, you know, yeah. you know what I saw the other day was a trailer for um, a Netflix series called Everything Sucks. That, yes. I, that I think, what does it take place in like the mid 90s? It is, yeah. It's a and, nine, It's like that '70s show, but updated. Yeah, and I just couldn't. I couldn't finish the trailer because I'm not ready for the '90s to be nostalgic. I know. Like, I'm not, I, I couldn't do it. I was like, no, no, I can't do this. No. And then, and then they had the dial-up tone. I was like, that's it. I'm done. Oh <laughs> nope. no. Nope. Oh I'm man. Yeah. Sorry. Give me another ten years, and then maybe I'll be ready. <laughs> I'm not ready for yeah, this I'm, one now. S- some somebody was saying like, uh, Y2K is almost. It's it's literally almost twenty years old. Shut up, Tom. And I'm like, and I'm like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that means we're almost thirty. <laughs> Nobody that's in college right now knows what that dial-up tone is. That that no. modem sound. Yeah, it, uh. that's the weird part. No one does. No one does. Uh, oh, yep. That's weird. That's weird. Um, oh. So let me. Can I ask you a question about pop culture Please. shit? Do it. Uh, Black Panther. Have you seen it? I have. I was saving it. I oh. saw it last night. Oh, nice. Because yes. like at work, everybody is talking about this movie, and apparently it's 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 making quite a bit of money over the first weekend that it's been out. 
Uh, like I saw something in the four hundred millions or something like that. It's been uh, quite the quite the impressive film. Uh, I have not seen it, and I probably won't because I don't know anything about the Black Panther. But uh, what do you think about it? So. First off, you don't have to know anything about the Black Panther to see and appreciate this movie. If you like action movies, Mm -hmm. that's what this is. This is an action movie. You don't even have to think of it like a superhero movie. You don't have to know anything about the Marvel Universe to see this. This is a movie about tradition and responsibility and power. And it does such a phenomenal job of hitting those points that this is a movie that I, I truly believe that everyone should see at some point. Okay. Um, let me ask you this as well, because this, this has been a great debate in uh, my workplace as of recent. The, the, the debate is... Oh, boy. Because one, oh. one, one kid, is a, he's a, he wants to be a director. He's an aspiring director. And he looks at vid- movies and stuff like that in a different way than most people. He he's also it's important to know he's also black. He said that he sees a parallel between Martin Luther King and Malcolm X in the movie, and a lot of people are either on his side or completely <coughs> against that. Uh, I'm not sure if you've even heard this until this point, but assuming you haven't, because it seems like a kind of a weird thing to say, um, <laughs> what what do you think? Can you see that? I, you know what? I, I can kind of see that. I don't know enough about Martin Luther King or about Malcolm X to really have an opinion on that. But this is a movie that really tackles race and politics in ways that no other Marvel movie has up to this point and very few movies that are mainstream dare to do. This is a movie okay. that like they literally have a conversation about immigration because um, you know what? I'm going to give you a little bit of a spoiler. This isn't going to spoil the whole movie, but I'm going to set this up. So in the movie, there is this fictional country in Africa that has this mineral called vibranium that makes it basically, they can use that to create technology beyond what we have now they have closed their borders and over the last couple of hundred years have lived in peace just creating and so they have flying cars and they have maglev trains and they have little uh like their computers are are small particles of like sand that can take on different shapes and colors rather than holograms or anything like that so it's a physical thing and and they're so advanced that at one point, two of the characters have a conversation about how outside of their borders, there are all of these people who are starving and who are oppressed and they 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 should let them in. And one of the other characters counters with, if we do, they'll just bring their problems with them. And so in that way, it is such a mirror for what is going on in this country and around the world right now. Hmm. It definitely sounds like that. <laughs> Actually, all... <laughs> It does sound more like a, a, a kind of movie that I would be interested in seeing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, I know it made Ben Shapiro angry, so that means it must be good. Oh, well, yeah. if it made Ben Shapiro angry, I think yeah. we got to see this. Awesome, yeah. let's do this. The <laughs> okay. villain of this movie is someone that, like, this is almost the perfect villain. Because this is a villain that, when he is doing his villainous things, you definitely see where he's coming from. Like, you, I felt every minute that what he was saying was 100% right. But how he's going about it is so wrong. And you, you like it's this weird tension because he's not a bad guy. 
mm-hmm. he's just a bad guy. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. That actually, in in a lot of ways, it does almost sound like a Malcolm X type of person in right. some people's in some people's opinion. And that's he was, exactly it. Because you know, as most people know, he was more into the uh, getting equality, but through violence, if right. in, like when needed, kind um, of. Yeah. While, while while you had Martin Luther King, who he, practiced mostly a peaceful way. You know, they they right. they touched a little bit on that in the uh, most recent Spider Man too, because Michael Keaton's character wasn't totally unsympathetic either. Exactly, and there's a lot of parallels between the two if if you're if you're looking for it because he is he's another one where he's just a guy who's just right at that edge of doing good or bad things. Yeah. You know, so it 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 does work very well. And in fact, at the end of the movie there's a line that says that um you know, wise men build bridges, not walls. Or some paraphrasing that, but oh which, boy, I bet all right Twitter is going to go nuts over this. Exactly. I mean that that is actually an an old African proverb, but it fits. Yeah, and it fits uncomfortably well. <laughs> uh, wrong. <laughs> no proverbs come out of those shithole countries. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kevin. Um, Actually, you got you 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 got me now. I got to watch a fucking like ten things every time you come on. I'm like I, I, I make a list of things I got to see. I'm definitely I'm I definitely have to see this uh, this Kung Fury movie. Yeah, that, and give that then, a half uh, hour. Yeah, thirty one minutes and two seconds exactly. Just so you know. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Tom. <laughs> we're, we're all about accuracy here. We we are. It is dumb all over for a reason. Um, well, that is um. That was a great update. Thank you once again for coming on and uh, and uh, filling us in with all that. Why don't you go ahead and take this opportunity to tell everybody where they can find you? Fantastic. If you've liked anything of what I've had to say, if you want to hear more, you can find me weekly every Thursday on Nerdy Things Podcast with my co-hosts Jules and Tim, where we talk about all of pop culture. And every week we have a main topic on things like time travel and superhero movies and the West Wing TV series is one that's coming up soon. Wink, Ooh. wink. I <laughs> love um, that show so much. Yeah. <laughs> so we do all of that. You can find us anywhere you can find podcasts, iTunes, Google Play. Search for Nerdy Things Podcast. We're now on Spotify. Uh, oh, you nice. You can find us on, on Twitter at Nerdy Things Pod, uh, Facebook, Nerdy Things Pod, Nerdy Things Pod at gmail.com, and nerdythingspod.com is our website where we post news and other links every week. Awesome. And just so you know, time traveling definitely exists. <laughs> okay, Tom. <laughs> okay, Tom. You know, oh. this here's my quick theory on this because te- <laughs> what, your technology <laughs> technology technology improves so much every single day, right? If you show a cell phone to somebody from 19 in 1900, they would have never you couldn't comprehend anything that you were holding. So with that said, if we make it because right now nuclear warfare is a thing, but anyway, if we make it to the future and one day somebody actually creates time travel, that means we've had time travel forever and we've always had time travel. I suppose. No. Yeah, <laughs> if if they created it one time in the future, that means we've always had access to it because they can travel back to time. <clears throat> All right. Someday we will tackle this conversation. <laughs> time. But not today. Fine. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank um, you. We will uh, be in touch and have you back on next month to give us more updates on everything. Yeah. We'll be right back.
All right, Austin. That ends our big dumb show. Oh, very much. <laughs> Did you know that? I uh, I had a feeling. <laughs> I had a feeling when, um, when I heard the uh, the closing you know closing segment piano music. <laughs> yeah, that's always a good cue. Yeah. Um. As always, what are your final thoughts for today? Well, uh, God, I hope that maybe this country can finally come together and change our gun laws, and that you know, hopefully those students who are protesting and speaking out can actually do what you know the rest of us couldn't for like 40 years um uh and of course i hope everybody enjoyed the uh a modern monetary theory segment that we did because that took a while to put together (laughs) and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it was interesting i thought you know i'd like to take deep dives into things more often so let us know what you thought of that. If you thought it was a big snooze, okay, <laughs> then, you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> we won't do it again. Okay, Austin. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Austin, Austin, you heard it here first, everybody. Austin likes to take deep dives into I do. things. Yes, I do. Not everybody yeah. can. Okay. okay, very good. Um, no, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> end of, end no. Of, As we found out, there are 12 states that don't allow it. <laughs> there are 12 states that say you can't. <laughs> and of course, following up that really dirty oh, joke, we'd like to thank Kevin for coming on the show again. <laughs> of course. Um, of course. His segment is his segment is always really interesting. And yep. I learn stuff. I think Tom learns more stuff. I um, learn a lot more stuff. But yes. yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, it's always fun having him on the show. So thanks for coming on and uh, check out the Nerdy Things podcast. If you don't listen to it already, you should. And I think uh, I think that's Absolutely. all I got, Tom. Okay, yeah, same thing for me. Um, hope you enjoyed the um, the stories that you probably didn't hear on the mainstream news. Uh, I I feel like the last couple of weeks we've been trying to find more stories that are things that you probably haven't heard. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, a little more. Uh, thank on you again, Kevin, for coming on. Yeah, yeah, not as much mainstream stuff. Uh, I enjoyed yeah. the monetary money thing. Um, <laughs> it was it was informative. <laughs> <laughs> the monetary money thing. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Hashtag is <laughs> my cover band. Monetary <laughs> money thing. Um, <laughs> oh, we didn't do enough of those today. No, we had we really didn't. We have some time still, but um, hey, uh, one thing yeah. that we didn't get to because it kind of semi broke, uh, during the uh the recording, is um, well, I I'll just read a question that we got from uh, one of our followers, one of our patrons, Brody. Um, Brody asked us, uh. Well, he sent us a picture. He sent us a link that said uh, progress, question mark, and then said your thoughts, please. And that is that the PA Supreme Court has adopted a new congressional map. And um, other than a few things, it's pretty much the uh, the thing that the Democrats wanted the most. It looks exactly like you would expect a state and their congressional districts to look. There's no funky business going on. And, um, yeah, it changed up a lot. Like districts are now in the places that they're supposed to be. The 12th district is near the 13th district. It's not near the first. It's not a crazy bullshit, uh, Republican scheme. Um, have you seen the picture yet, Austin? 
Yeah, I think. Um, have you? Have you? I think it's pretty have, much. The, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's pretty much the best that uh, we could have hoped for, as far as it being fair. I mean, it's. I. I can't think of any changes I'd want to make to it. I mean, there, you could partisan it the other way if you wanted to, but I think the way it is is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the Democrats look like they are going to gain from this big time. Um, it's not oh, necessarily... At least seven seats, I think. Probably. Probably. And the weird thing is, there's nothing unfair about it. It's It's broken down into pretty visible chunks of the state i think this is progress i think this is a great step forward uh pennsylvania might be sending a handful of congressmen and uh th- that are going to be democratic are they going to be good democrats i don't know but the fact is any democrat at this point is probably better than any republican so uh pennsylvania could be the uh the front runner for making a real change in uh, our congress so yep I like it. I can't wait to see what it like what unfolds. I'm going to send a message to Tom Prigg and ask um if he get if he has any uh, info as to what his situation is going to be like because there's definitely uh, a change. His 12th district is now in Philadelphia. So it's um <laughs> <laughs> the midterms it's are going to be fascinating. Different. They are going to be fascinating. Well, I'm sorry, it's not in Philadelphia. It's um the northern part of Pennsylvania. It's closer to us. Pittsburgh. But he's not moving. Well, no. Oh, is it anymore. closer to us? 12th, yeah. Uh, 12th District okay. is like nor- northern to central Pennsylvania now. It's pretty crazy. But okay. yeah, that's that's pretty much it. We'll have more on that maybe next week if there is more to it. I'll, if I can reach out to Tom and see what he says about it, I'll let you know as well. Um, uh, as... Uh, as always, you can find our podcast on blogtalkradio.com forward slash pod. Also on iTunes, free for download. Please leave us a comment if you like the show. Uh, five stars, no four. Like, really, if you think about it, what <laughs> what what about our show would make it, uh, like, what's a one-star difference? Just give us five. It doesn't really, Tom, you know, if you don't like the show, don't, really, don't ask them five. that. They'll find, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get like 54 star comments now. Um, what else? Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Dumb All Over Pod. And uh, of course, you could always check out our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash Dumb All Over uh, to check us out there. We, at, we upload a ton of. Uh, additional content it's uh hopefully we're going to start sending more stuff videos and stuff like that not necessarily politically related just us being goofballs but uh, that's what you expect when you listen to us anyway (laughs) um the quality of the audio is a little bit improved you get no commercials and you get the uh the full uh episode not the one that we kind of cut down for block talk radio uh so you know longer interviews and stuff like that plus Yep, plus my solo show and Austin's solo show when we do bring them back. Uh, I'll be bringing mine back very soon. I have all the makings. I just got to sit down and actually do it. So once that's done. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, in addition, um, happy birthday, happy 30th birthday to fellow to one of our patrons, Dan Pineda, who's uh, one of my good friends. He just turned 30 today, so on Tuesday. Ah, happy uh, birthday. So happy birthday, even though I know he doesn't listen to the show. But happy birthday, Dan. Um <laughs> All right, and, then I take it Aust- back. <laughs> and then Austin, I I have been. I'm not saying this as a friend. I'm saying this as somebody who enjoys music. 
I I uh, have been <laughs> addicted to your album. Oh yeah, like like sincerely addicted to your album. <laughs> I um silence silence is dangerous. Actually made me cry. Oh and yeah, <laughs> for a song. Yeah, and for a song to make me cry. It takes quite a bit, but like the lyrics in that song were so fucking powerful that like I, I mean I was in a fragile emotional state as it was, but like that <laughs> no. broke me down. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, I yeah, but in a good way. I honestly okay. I mean it one hundred percent in a good way. No, thank you. Um, yeah, Austin, seriously, good job on that. Thank you. Um, it's a great it's a great album. Good job. Uh, it's called The Path Ahead. Austin uh, has it all done, ready to go. It's pretty exciting stuff. And the patrons should have gotten their download code by now. So if uh, something weird is happening, let us Probably. know. Probably. All right. Um, also, uh, check us out on the Habeas Humor podcast. Yeah, um, the host Sharon had us on her show um, where we talked about a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, <laughs> a yes. lot of cool stuff. Yeah, I'm curious to see how um, she edits that the, down. Yep, yeah, we talked for quite a while, um, which uh, we should have warned her that tends to happen when we do shows. <laughs> it, uh, but um, she was great. Thank you so much for having us on. Um, I, I, I apologize in advance for bringing down the quality of your show. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, that's, just, that's just what we do. <laughs> yeah, that should be our disclaimer but at this she point. She was uh, great. <laughs> it should be. But she was a great host, and I hope that uh, you guys check out her podcast if you haven't already, which you probably have. Uh, but if you haven't, it's called the Habeas Humor Podcast. It's, uh, it's a great listen. Uh, that I don't know when that's coming out, but it'll come up probably sometime next week or, or the week following, whatever the case is. Yeah. Uh, also, that's that's all I got. Uh, we didn't do a religious segment this week. We'll bring that back next week. Um, definitely bring it back next week. We have a yep. clip ready to go. Uh, <laughs> we're going to use oh, that boy, clip, do we. so save it. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. All right. So um, thanks for listening. And have yourself a good week. Try not to, um, you know, do bad things and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Mom. All right, see you guys next week. All right, see ya. To succeed in small business, you need technology that runs efficiently. When you partner with a Dell Small Business Technology Advisor, you get advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored productivity solutions, including computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage networking, plus industry-leading monitors and accessories. It's how they help your small business make the most of every minute. To speak with an advisor today, call 0800-085-4878. That's 0800-085-4878.